You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. hearing God say something in the prayer room we always do like a little bit of prayer before service together and it's it's beautiful we just worship Jesus we just make it about him and um and then people get words and people see stuff and then it just it was this uh theme of fire (laughs) um there's um God is talking about fire today and um like Sarah was saying when she was praying there's a fire that has been placed within each one of us, and it's to carry his love. It's his love. The fire is his love. It's him. And um, it, it's to carry it to the world and set them on fire so that they can encounter the love of God. That's what it's all about. And so would you guys, would you guys just posture your hearts to, to just believe and what he says about you today. Would you? Would you just let everything else go? Everything that you think you know? Because we know that when you say you know, you stop the flow. When you think you know everything, when you've heard it before, and you shut down from receiving any more revelation, then you stop the flow of what he wants to do. And so would you just lay it all down, and would you just... Receive the fire of his love because it's already inside of you. It's already there. You're already one with him. <laughs> You're already one with him. John 17, 3 says, this is eternal life. Jesus is talking. That they may know you, God, the Father. He's talking to the Father. He's saying, this is eternal life that they may know you, God. And Jesus, oh, John is talking, sorry. This is eternal life that they may know you, God, and know Jesus Christ, who you sent. That's eternal life, to know him, to know him. We we don't give our lives to Jesus so that we can get to heaven someday. That's part of it, but it's not all of it. It's to know him. Jesus died so that we could be brought back to communion with the Father. It's about knowing him. That's it. Would you just know him? Would you just know him? (laughs) would you just know him it's really that easy I promise it's really that easy right isn't it refreshing we don't have to follow all the rules and we don't have to follow all the formulas we just have to know him that's it it's refreshing it's beautiful it's the gospel that's why they call it the good news the simple gospel that's right the good news gospel so I'm going to be talking and um, I'm going to be referencing out of Second Peter today. <laughs> one of my faves. Um, this is one of those uh, chapters that I'm like, yes, this is me. This is what I want my life. This is I want to be Peter. I want to be Peter like this. Um, so in Second Peter 1.12, he says, I will not be negligent. He's talking to the Christian church. First and second Peter was written to suffering Christians. So he's, he's writing to the Christian church. He's writing to us, the church. 
He's saying, I will not be negligent to remind you of these things. Though you know and are established in the present truth, yes, I think it is right as long as I am in this tent to stir you up by reminding you. I think it's interesting that, you know, Peter was nearing his death at this point, and he's like, this is what I want my life to be before I leave this world. If I can leave you with anything, it's to remind you of something. What does he want to remind us of? Let's go back. Ver- let's start in verse 2, 2 Peter 1, 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. What a prayer. He prays for them. Out of all the prayers, he prays for them. That you would just know him. That's what I pray for you. That's the only thing that you're lacking. We're not really lacking anything, but um, that word knowledge, it means to recognize, be acquainted with, perceive. Do you know what perceive means? To become aware of. To identify by means of the senses, to feel him, to see him with our spiritual senses, to envision him. This is all in there. That's what, it's an experiential no. It's not a head knowledge no. It's not know all the facts about God. Do all the things that Christians are supposed to do. Go to church on Sunday, checked off that box. It's about knowing him. He is a person. He is a real, Jesus was human. He's a real person that we have relationship with, like just like I would have with my spouse or a friend. I know them because I spend time with them. I know the nature of who they are. I know what they sound like. I know what they look like. I know their character. Like I really know them. I don't just read a book about them. Does that make sense? So Peter blesses the Christians with this. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus our Lord. He's like, you know, this is the answer to everything that you need, that you're going through right now, your pain, your suffering, your, your trials. You need to know him. <laughs> That's it. Right? Pretty easy, right? And then he goes on in verse 3. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him, we have everything that we need through knowing him who called us by glory and virtue. He reminds them, you've already been given everything that you need in Christ. You already have it. Ephesians 1.3 says, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. We have everything that we need already. You know, the book of Ephesians is all about our position in Christ. So he's saying, your position in Christ is this. You have everything that you need. And I'm breaking up a little bit. Verse 4. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Peter reminds us, look, we've been made partakers of the divine nature of God. We have everything that we need. Old things have passed away. All things are new. When you give your life to Jesus, you become a new creation in Christ. Thank goodness. That's in 1 Corinthians 5.17, if you don't believe me. 
I'm just teasing you guys. I'm just messing. Yeah, so you're a new creation. So upon salvation, you become new. You're a whole new person, whole new creation. That word creation in the Greek means new species. You're actually a whole new person. You just look the same, and your mind is, you still have the same belief system. That's the only thing that you keep when you come into the kingdom. So that's why the practical to, to doing anything is believing the truth. That's why we're called believers, because we are just, all that we have to do is believe. He is who he says we are. That's it. Verse 5, why are we, okay, so why are we partakers of divine nature? Verse 5 tells us why. But also for this reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. It's all about love. It's for love. Verse 8, for, all, for if all these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who locks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten he was cleansed from his own sins. You've forgotten who you are. He's saying you forgot. If, you, if this isn't you, if you don't look like love, you just forgot. The good news is, is even if we forget, we're still love. We're still one with him. We just forgot. It's still good news. It's like, oh, I can just remember again. Yay. Because it's not in our own works. Right? Isn't it exciting? Verse 10, therefore, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. What does that mean? Be sure to make your call and election sure. Walk it out. Believe it. It's who you are. The how-to is faith. It's walking it out. Every day, everything about our relationship with Jesus is faith. Walk it out. Peter was one of the three. He was part of, like, the inner circle of Jesus, Peter, James, and John. And I feel like he was giving us something worth, something really valuable in this. You know, he knew Jesus very intimately. And at the end of his life, he's saying, this is what I want to leave you. Jesus called him the rock on which he would build his church. He's giving us rock-solid foundation to stand on. And he's giving us practical application how to live this Christian life out. Come on. It's right here. It's right here. It's know him so we can love people. That's what we do. That's what it's all about. The how-to is remember who you are and believe it. Remember who you are and believe it and walk it out by faith. That's it. Why do we make this so hard? Why? The enemy wants us to make us this hard. He wants us, because we can only lose, we can only fail, the only way we fail is if we quit. So if we get really tired, and we get tired of doing all the things, and we just get hopeless, then we'll give up. He knows that. The foundation that we have to stand on is, know, is identity, is knowing who we are, knowing who God is, and knowing who we are. And we will be we will not be moved. We will not be moved. We can't be moved. He knows. Listen, the enemy has told us the same lies since the beginning of time. In the Garden of Eden, what did he do? He said, this is not who you are. Eat of the fruit and you will be like God. He tried to get her to believe that she wasn't who she already was. She was already like God. Adam and Eve were already created in the image of God. He said, hey, he tried to attack their identity. 
if we can just be, if we can stand on who we are in Jesus, we won't be moved. The things of life come, and it's just like, I just know who I am. I know that I know who Jesus is. I know how good he is, right? I'm his. I'm just, it doesn't mean you don't go through hard things. It doesn't mean that things aren't painful, things aren't hard. It just means I'm not moved. My, the highest form of truth that I live in is him, is in the kingdom of God. It's not what I'm experiencing here on earth. It just isn't. And when you put your faith in Jesus, then your faith is in him. That's the highest form of truth that you believe. When you're experiencing pain, sickness, disease, all these things that we're, we were not created to walk in, and you're like, well, this is what I'm going through, so that must not be true. No, that's an inferior truth. The highest form of truth that we live by is the kingdom of God and what he says and what this says about him and us. So that's why I say the how-to of it all is just to believe. That's it. That's why the enemy is the father of lies. Because if he can get us to believe lies, then we won't believe the truth. That's his only play. That's his only play. So Peter is giving us here in 2 Peter a rock-solid foundation. Know him. I bless you that you know him. The, the why is so that we would love the world around us, to carry the flame, the fire that God placed inside of us. We all have it because that's what we're created to do. We were all created to bring people into an encounter with the God of love. We weren't created to bring them into a set of rules to follow, formulas to follow. We are created to bring them into an encounter and a relationship with God. That's why grace is so important to get, right? And the how-to is believe the truth and walk it out by faith. This is what I see God doing with me in my personal life. Like, every time I'm with Jesus, every time I'm with God, he always reminds me who I am. You know, it's just something I've noticed over the years. He's so empowering. He's the most empowering person I've ever met, known. He is the most empowering person. He, he empowers me to be who I am. He, it's called identity. This is who you are. What I believe about myself, I will manifest in my life. If I'm believing more in what I'm experiencing about myself, my sin, my issues, my messes, whatever, then I'm going to manifest those more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sin by faith. I'm going to do those things by faith because that's what I'm putting my faith in more than what God says about me. Does that make sense? We will never be able to try harder and succeed because we were never created to do this alone. We were created to do it with him. We will never try to, like, do things better and, like, be a better person. It's never going to happen. I tried that for many, many years in my Christian life, and it was absolute misery. It doesn't work. And sometimes I still get into that thinking, and Jesus just says, hey, this isn't who you are. He empowers me to be who I am. There, David Wagner says there's never, failure, failure is never final where there's a father. Why? Because it's not about our behavior. It's not about what we're doing, right or wrong. It's about him. It's about relationship with him. Isn't he good? It blows our minds, and it doesn't make sense because that's not how our world works. 
That's not how the culture of this life works. That's not even how a lot of the church works, unfortunately. But we're getting it. There is hope. We are getting it. We're getting this. He's taking us there. So there's a story I want to tell you about my son. Um, I have a lot more stories about Stokely because, hi, buddy. There you are right there. Hi, mister. So um, I have tons of stories about L2, but for some reason, Stokely, we just have, like, these deep conversations. He's only four, but he is so smart. He's just like his dad, and he loves knowledge. He really listens to you. Like, it's, it's kind of strange for a four-year-old because he remembers everything, and he really takes it in and listens to you and digests it and, like, asks questions. And, like, he's really learning. And so... Sometimes in, uh, <laughs> so I just have funny, like, stories so much about him because I, I get so much revelation when I talk with him, you know? I'm like, whoa, you know, because I, I can, like, dialogue, and, and um, I'm an external processor, so I kind of, like, I'm externally processed. I'm a stay-at-home mom with my kids all day, so I just externally process with them, you know, and Jesus. And um, anyways, one day we were in the car, and I was uh, driving, and I didn't have any music on, and I just said, you know what? Because I'm always trying to take opportunity to just to tell them about Jesus, you know. And um, I don't know what, what they get and what they don't. It seems like they're getting a lot, you know. But I just throw it out there and just see what sticks, you know. And so I just started telling them about the gospel. I just started, Jesus came and he died. And he, and he died on the cross for us. And he, and, he, and he died so we could be free. And I'm just, I just started preaching to them, you know. And I said, because he loves every person. He loves every person in the world. That's why he died. He, God sent his son because he loves us. It was out of love that he came. And I just started telling them this. And then I said, he loves everybody, the whole world, every person in the world. And then Stokely goes, even the bad guys? And I said, even the bad guys. And he said, but they're bad. They do bad things. And I knew that he was, he was correlating you love someone because of what they do not because of who they are. And so then I was like, yes. So then I said, well, this is why God loves everybody, even the bad guys. Because when he created man and woman, he said they are good. And he created them in the image of him. And he said they're good, and this is who they are. And then when Jesus came, he restored us back to that. Right? He restored us back. Jesus came and paid the price. It was because of Jesus. And, and so he loves every person, even the bad guys, because it's not about their behavior. It's not about what they do or don't do. He just loves them because he loves them, because he's love. And he sees us for who we are. And remember what I told you? Remember what mommy told you? Mommy told you that when we have bad behavior, when we do bad things, it's just because we forgot who we are. Because we tell them that. Because we learned early on uh, with behavioral problems with the kids, it, it, we saw much more fruit their behavior started to change for the good when we started to point out who they were and not who they weren't. Hey, you're hitting your sister. That's not who you are. Why are what's going on? There's something going on here because you're hitting her and that's not I know you're a good boy. You're a good brother. You love your sister. You have compassion for her. You love sharing and and you're so good and so like what's going on, buddy? And then the floodgates come. And then it comes, it says, well, I just, it always comes to fear. Well, I just really wanted her to play with me and she wasn't playing with me and he felt rejected or whatever. And it, it's always that. And then I get to say, well, that's not who you are, buddy. 
it's okay. I'm not mad at you. I don't, my mind hasn't changed about you. I still believe in you. You're good. And when, you start, when we started doing that, then everything changed. And that's what God does with me. And that's what he does with you, whether you realize it or not. Whether you've heard that voice of love or not, whether you've seen it from your own parents, that's who he is. That's the kind of God that he is. He sees you not for your failures and your inadequacies, but he sees you for who he created you to be in his image. You're his love. You're his love. You're his baby. I don't love my kids fiercely. I wouldn't die for them because they have good behavior. God knows they don't. I know of all people that they don't. They're a mess. They're four-year-olds. They're a mess. I love them because they're my kids. It's not about what they do or don't do. I just love them. So what we believe to be true about ourselves will manifest in our life. So we have to stand on the foundation. Sometimes we have to call ourselves higher. Sometimes we have to be like, this isn't who I am. Wait a second. It's like recognizing something's off here. Right? What's going on? Jesus, what's going on with me? Because you don't say this is who I am, but this is how I'm acting. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm experiencing. Right? We just stop and we, and we listen. He's never concerned about my failures, my inadequacies. He's concerned about what I believe. He's concerned about what we believe. He's concerned about what we believe. So instead of trying really hard to fix ourselves and our behaviors, how about we just submit our minds to him? The word says you have the mind of Christ. How about we just give our belief system to him and let him renew our minds to truth? This is what I want to do, guys. I want to, so Peter is empowering them to do this by saying, this, I want to remind you who you are. And he's saying, and I, I, I hope to forever be reminding them of who they are. That's what he's saying. So he's saying, listen, this is, I'm empowering you to be who you are. I'm empowering you to know him, and I'm empowering you to believe that that's who you are. So this is what I want to do. Do I still have a little bit of time? Okay. So first, John, I want to take the pressure off of you guys, okay? I've convinced you that the whole point is to know him. I've convinced you, hopefully, because it's in here. I haven't convinced you. It's just the word. Um, the whole point is to know him so that we can become love, so the world will know him, right? The whole, we should be looking like love. That's the fruit of knowing him. It says in 1 John 2, 3, now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He's saying the proof of if you know me or not is whether you keep, if you keep my commandments. But what are his commandments? To love him with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. He's saying this is the proof of you know me, that you love. So love is the mark of true maturity. That's also in scripture somewhere. I just don't know where. Tony probably knows. Maybe he doesn't. Um, listen, love is the fruit of knowing him. So if love is the fruit of knowing him, then when we know him, we love naturally. We just, fo we just, instead of focusing on becoming love and looking at love, what if we just focus on knowing him? Because if we know him, we become love naturally. 
It's the product. It's the natural byproduct of knowing him is you look like love. Dan Muller says, if you don't look like love, you're just boasting and not knowing who God is. And that's okay. There's no condemnation. We're all on a journey. We don't all know him perfectly. Not even your pastor up here. You know? We're all on a journey. It's okay. So take the pressure off. Just know him. Would you just know him? That's it. Colossians 3, 14 and 15. Thank you. Love is the mark of true maturity. So what if in try, instead of trying really hard to become love, we just pursue him? That's my whole point. John 15, a tree doesn't have to try to produce fruit. When it's connected to the vine, it just produces fruit. When you're an orange tree, you don't work up an orange. You just produce one because you're an orange tree. Right? So why aren't Christians producing love? Why aren't we producing love naturally? Maybe we're not connected to the vine. This is what I want to do, though. I, wanna, I, I don't want to say you're not doing enough because that's not true. You, you know him, and we're all pursuing him. In different, we are all in different, unique relationships with Jesus. There is no other Nikki and Jesus in the planet. There isn't. There's no other me in the world. So there's no other me being one with Jesus out there. So my relationship with him, it just can't necessarily be replicated because there's no other me. So, so I want to take the pressure off of you comparing yourself to others and saying, well, I don't look like love like them, so I must not know him. No, you are, if you're connected to the vine, if you're pursuing him, then you're going to produce fruit naturally the way you were designed to do it, and you're going to look like love the way you were designed to. I'm not saying that we can't learn from each other. I'm not saying that, that we don't um, use practi- learn practically what that looks like for each other and things like that and pursue love anyways. I'm just saying it comes naturally. We don't have to try. John 15, 5 through 10, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me will bear much fruit. Not just fruit, much fruit. That word abide means dwell, be present with. It's just relationship with him. That's it. Without me, you can do nothing. He's again saying proof that we don't bear fruit. We don't become love without him, knowing him first. Nothing comes past intimacy with Jesus. Verse 6, if anyone does not abide, they're cast out. Don't want that. None of us want that. Verse 7, if you abide in me, you will ask anything and it will be done for you. These are promises of being connected to the vine. Verse 8, by this my Father is glorified when you bear much fruit. He's glorified when we look like love. How do we look like love? We know him. Then in verse 9, he says, as the Father, this is Jesus talking, as the Father loves me, I also love you. So Jesus is saying, I love you just as perfectly as God the Father loves me. Hello? So any feelings of unworthiness of his love just have been shot down completely in that verse. Because he loves you just as perfectly as the Father loves him. And guess what? I'm a mess. And I'm not perfect. And he still loves me. Verse 10, if you keep my commandments, what are his commandments? Love me and love your neighbor. Then you will abide in my love. He's saying again, you, you'll look like love when you abide in me. It's a natural byproduct. This whole section in John 15 is about effortless fruit. Effortless fruit. So, 
again, how do we know him? We just, where's, where's my, Jeremiah 29, 13. When we seek him, we will find him. That word seek means to desire. When I desire a relationship with him, I will find him. I will know him. It's just any, any kind of thing that would tell us we have to do X, Y, and Z in order to know him or be in good standing with him has just been literally chopped down into shreds up here through the word of God. It's just know him. Would you just know him? I'm just being silly when I say that. Have you guys ever heard that um, that funny, that just look at it? Would you just look at it? Have you ever seen that one? It's so hilarious. It's like a YouTube video where the guy is like being silly and he's like, would you just look at it? Would you just look at it? Would you just look at it? Would you just know him? Would you just know him? Would you just know him? <laughs> That's what I kept thinking of. So the the taking the pressure off part is this. I kind of already touched on it, but this is really important. This is like what I want to sum up all of this because this is what God has been teaching me. All I have to do is be connected to him. All I have to do is know him. I don't, there's no pressure to perform. There's no pressure for me to look like Tony. I'm not Tony. There's not pressure for me to look like Arelli. I mean, I want to become love. Most of us in here want that because that's what we are designed for. We talk about that a lot in here. We talk about how that's everything. And, but I don't want to start trying really hard to become something that I already am because I'm just going to be miserable. And it does, it does myself an injustice to say, well, the way that I become love and what I specifically look like doesn't look like a really, so I must not know him. I must be doing something wrong. I need to try harder and do better because I am not her. I am me. And I keep hearing Holy Spirit say, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Be yourself. Do what I've called you to do. It won't look like Aureli's life, but it will look like love. It will look like love. There will be fruit of some kind that looks like love coming from your life. But it may not look like everyone else. It may not look. We don't measure it by how many people we pray for at Croker or not. We don't measure it by how many mistakes we made today. We don't measure it by how accurate we prophesy or how many demons we cast out or how big our ministry is. We measure it by if there's love coming from my life. And you know how I found out if there's coming love? I ask him. I don't measure myself with someone else. It's effortless fruit, guys. So don't beat yourself up if you don't look like someone else. This is not, this is not for a select few. We are the body of Christ. We cannot do this without each other. You, I need you to be you. I need you to be you. Because guess what? The world will not know him in his entirety if you're not you and I'm not me. And so let's just stop comparing ourselves. They, I, feel, I really feel like the enemy is like, okay, they, they know God. They're not going anywhere. They know that they got to become love. Okay, that's scary. Okay, what else can I do? Oh, I can get them to compare each other. And then they'll quit. Because then they'll be like, well, I'm not as good as you. So... I'm not doing enough. That's not true. If you're connected to him, you're going to bear fruit. It's going to look like it's supposed to look. The yoke is easy. The burden is light. 
It's not hard. Tony asked this question on Wednesday, a couple Wednesdays ago. What are you personally doing with the love you're receiving? What does the fruit of loving people look like in your life? He was specific to what it looked like in our life. And it was beautiful. And it was a group discussion. And guess what? Everyone shared. And what everyone shared looked different. Because we all are different. And it's okay. Let Jesus work out the things. Let Holy Spirit work out the things that need to be worked out. Why don't we just lean back and rest and trust him and let him take us where we're going? Because guess what? We can't do this on our, in our own strength. The scripture is very clear about that. Without him, we can do nothing. And without love, I believe the only way that we can actually look like genuine love is by him, through him. We can't look like genuine love through our own works. He is love. We can't. We can't become love without being connected to him. He is love. You may think you're being love. There's a lot of people out there doing a lot of things in the name of Jesus that think they're doing in love. And I bless them and I love them. And I, I know the Holy Spirit is inside of them and I trust Holy Spirit to take them where they're going to. So I don't judge people. But I just, for me and my own convictions, I, I cannot do this in my own strength anymore. I won't do it. We were all created to know him, be known by him. We were all created to look like love. He is the one who's going to take us there. All we have to do is desire a relationship with him. What does that look like practically? It looks like you being in a relationship with him and walking out by faith. I can tell you what my relationship with God looks like, but that's not going to help you much. It's just going to give you more rules to follow and formulas to follow. You know, we, we communicate with him by faith. I hear people saying, I don't hear from him. Well, maybe you just don't, maybe you're, maybe you're not hearing him the way you were created to hear from him. Maybe you're trying to hear him like someone else is hearing him. And then you're saying, well, I must not hear him then. <laughs> I just feel like I'm making it up sometimes, to be honest. Still, the more history that I have with Jesus, the more confident I get that I hear him and I do life with him and it's me and him. But when I first started out, I just felt like I was making it up because we walk by faith. We have to know who we are and who he is. And we learn from each other. Community, this is, again, this is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying this is an excuse to just be you and him. Well, you said it's just me and you, so I'm just going to be on my own now. No, if you know me, you know community is super important to me in my life. I've intentionally surrounded myself with people who will speak truth into my life and love me and tell me things that I'm not seeing and see things that I don't see because God uses community of believers to do that, to sharpen us. So we need people. We can't just be alone with him. That's not how we were created to be. We will not become love if we're alone with just Jesus. We won't. We are connected to the vine, yes, but he also designed us to do life with community. Anybody? Okay. So I want to, I just want to close and bless you guys with this. If you just want to like posture yourselves to receive and just, just let your hearts take it in. Cause I just want to pray over you right now and bless you. I just bless you with all the knowledge of Christ. I bless you that you would know him. 
the God of the universe wants to know you. Isn't that insane? The God of the universe wants to know Zoe. Wants to know Armando intimately. You are seen and you are known by God. It blows my mind that he would want to know me. That he knows me and he sees me. He wants a relationship with me. So I bless you with all the knowledge of Christ that you would know him. I remind you that you are partakers of the divine nature in order to love God and love people. That's what you were created for. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and everything is new. You aren't who you used to be. You may feel like you are, but you're not. The word tells us that you're brand new. You are one with Jesus. You are loved and you are chosen. You're anointed and you're called to love people and bring them into an encounter with God so that they will know him. God is inviting us deeper into relationship with him. Just begin to thank him by faith. Just begin to thank him by faith. Thank him that he's here. Thank him that he loves you. If that's all you know, just thank him. Just begin to thank him that you hear him. That you're becoming aware of him right now. That you're feeling him through the senses. That's That you're experiencing the God of love right now. Just begin to thank him by faith. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you see us and you know us. Thank you that you want relationship with me. I thank you that you're here right now. Even if I don't feel anything, I, I know you're here because your word says you never leave me. Jesus, we just, we lay down everything else that would keep us from just the one thing of knowing you. The one thing of just being connected to you so we can look like love naturally. Because what your word says, when we know you, we will look like you. The fruit of knowing you looks like love. So we just focus on loving you. We don't. We put down trying really hard to become love. We put down trying really hard to become something that you say we are. We just rest in you and we pursue relationship with you all over again right now. Thank you, Jesus. guys just want to stand with me we're going to have the prayer team come up just bless you guys just bless you actually prayer team can you just go around and can you just start blessing people just bless you with the knowledge of Christ can you just would you just let us bless you would you just let our leadership team just go around and bless you we bless you with the knowledge of Christ
we bless you to believe that you are who he says you are. You are who he says you are. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're such a good daughter. You're such a good girl. He loves you so much. You are called to bring people into an encounter with God. You are called to love people. You have a unique gifting that God has placed upon your life to go into the world. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I just bless you. I bless you to know Jesus in a deeper way. Yes. You're already going after him. He's saying, I love you, daughter. Thanks for coming after me. Thanks for coming after me. Love you so much. Just bless you. Just bless you. To know Jesus deeper. Thank you, God. So proud of you. Thank you, God. Just bless you guys. Bless you to know him deeper. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.